write about Trying to figure out what it's all about Excellentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know That was Great Sounds and Watts with Outside on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven Myself, Preston, with my partner in crime, Long Island Raised, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. Easy, you are better with introductions more than me. Who do we have this today on Behind the Brand? You know, every once in a while, we have to sit back and go, what's my age again? And truly remix the understanding that word art is important. And you can truly, 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 truly find Diamond's Harry Mom if you look close enough. But to know what is super dope and find the Easter eggs of life, we have to live in the wiki wild world to truly understand what nostalgia is. And for that, you have to make sure you are flying your freak flag freely. And that today, we have with us one of the coolest MCs that I like to talk to and really get to know. Um, he's, not a, he's not a new self. He's not himself, but he is old self. And for that, we want to put our hands together. Not if we're driving, if we're driving. Keep your hands at 10 and 2. We don't need any accidents. But mentally, put your hands together for the fantastic, the amazing old self. What's going on, brother? How you been? Good, good. Thanks for having me, Easy and P. Are we, are we live on the radio right now? No. Um, no, this we, is a pre-record, yeah. but we're treating it like it's a live episode. Yeah, we, we, we gotcha. treat it like it's live. <laughs> cool, um, cool. All right. Yes. Thank you, thank you for reminding the audience that there was a man in the curtain. Uh, <laughs> but for, for first and foremost, for those that have been living under a rock in Elm City um, and don't know who Old Self is, what brought you into hip hop, man? Like, um, <clears throat> uh, the short answer is Jules Baxter, uh, another rapper in New Haven. Um, that we, we just shared a, an album mixtape release show at cafe nine with each other back in September. Um, when I was uh, 19, 20 years old, I, I, I lived with him uh, in an apartment in New Haven and he is uh, an incredible rapper. Um, and he would freestyle all the time, super right. dope freestyler. Um, and so just by being around him and around that, I started rapping. Um, and obviously, for, first, you know, just freestyling with him in our living room. Uh, and then that went on to me, like, writing joke raps. And then um, that led to me, like, taking things uh, more seriously as, as an art form. Well, see, that's what I think is interesting, because I remember, I think it was the first time I saw you was actually at Stella Blues. Um, and you had this incredible piece about chess. Um, if I'm, if I am correct. Um, I don't think I have a song about chess. I don't, I don't play chess, but, okay. uh, notorious and political animals have, they yeah, have okay. chess I'm, stuff. I'm, and maybe I'm, I'm, we, you we probably played stage. a show together. Yeah, okay. Were, yeah. That, that, that definitely happened that before. Yeah. Cause I, I also remember afterwards we sat in the back. And we just mm. had a, a long conversation just about how uh, you were breaking things down as per what you look at for how you were writing. Where, where mm. did you develop your point of view and perspective? Because one of the things that I love about the new mixtape, which you do with, with our, our good friend, Mo Nichols, um, it's so bizarrely beautiful. 
And it is a perspective that not a lot of people talk from. And I feel like a lot of more people should, you know, what made you want to live in that perspective? Um, I, I think that um, I'm just writing about uh, my experiences and how I view things. And a lot of it comes from um, just like common struggles that we all have, uh, as, you know, um the the world seems to get bleaker all the time um global conflict uh late stage capitalism um the the everyday challenges that we face uh and i think that's where i'm like where my perspective is set and how i maybe approach those concepts in a um a, a, a fun way sometimes well, I think that's so super important because, you know, we do feel, well, I, you know, we feel like with the music that we put out uh, ourselves, Champagne, you know, you need to be the spoonful of sugar and the methadone as well. Um, mm, and well said. You kinda, yeah, you kind of have a similar uh, vibe and feel to that. Um, doesn't mean the stories are any less real. It just means that, you know, we're trying to look at it from a different, brighter side. You know, we're, we're a lot more Monty Python influenced than we are, you know, we'll say the Ramones influenced. And, you know, would you say that you're a little bit more Monty Python influenced than, say, I don't know, uh, I won't say Chuck D because I feel like there's a, a strong influence with you and Chuck D. So I can't, I can't say that. I am at a um, loss of word. I, I mean, like, grow, growing up, um, I really like the Beastie Boys, right? So I'm 35 years old and I'm talking like Hello Nasty came out right. in 98. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I was, so I was 10 years old at the time. Um, and it was like one of the first CDs that I bought. Uh, and I think like that and then, you know, subsequently or, you know, the the MP3 era um, really informed my musical perspective, I guess. And like the things that I listened to growing up and so the the beastie boys uh you know there's it's a lot of non sequiturs it's mm -hmm. you know serious socially conscious stuff one line and then a joke the next and um whether i'm i'm doing that uh intentionally or not um i think that's like what comes through in in a lot of my songs very very, very true now of course you you always have the the uh the one the question that everyone hates but i i love i love to give it to them anyway which one is is your favorite? You know, it's, I know it's like asking which oh. is your favorite your favorite child, but what 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 song is the one that you still listen to every day and takes your breath away? Um, lately lately it's been uh, super disco breaking the opener to Hello Nasty. Um, I think of it I, because you said every day. Uh, it's like, well, it's fifty cups of coffee and you know it's on. And so, like every time I drink a cup of coffee, or if I'm over caffeinating myself, I th I think of that line. I'm like, yeah, uh, cup three of the day, and I'm like, yeah, it's fifty cups of coffee. <laughs> That's what's so beautiful about you know music and where it can when touch you in, the, in that type of aspect is you know where it does become part of your everyday. Where you have that sip of coffee and you're like, oh yeah, fifty cup of coffee, and and we know that it's on. Um, it's it's incredible. But it also translates so well because you you have that feel with some of the stuff that that you're rocking out there as well. Um, you know, you are um, a lot more lyric based aspect, but you still understand the importance of of hooks when they're necessary. Um, you know, 
it was that something that you formulated as a style or is that just something that you stumbled across? You're like, Oh, this sounds good. I'm going to do it over and over again. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess I, I do whatever sounds good and what I'm inspired by, um, or like what is on my mind at the time that I'm writing the song. However, I do, uh, like rewrite and revise pretty frequently. And I probably have, uh, more of a formula than I realize, like something in my, like that I'm subconsciously working right. towards while I'm writing something. Um, Yeah. <laughs> no, but it, it's so true. And and I, I love when we can, we figure that out because, you know, I always look at a song as a bonsai tree. It's never finished. You can always just mm -hmm. kind of like trim it here and trim it there. Say, you know, put a syllable here instead of, you know, on that beat. Uh, and it could change the entire perspective of, of the song itself. That's what I, I love about all types of music. Um, if you had the chance, you know, from your entire catalog, if you had a chance to completely rework one track which one would it be um i i don't know i don't that's a that's a tough question for me i don't have an answer yeah. for you for that that's one. awesome no that, that but that's that's very real and that's one of the most important things is you know we love to do that on the show you know giving that real answer you know because we don't you know a lot of artists don't know you know, I know that back in back when it was a lot harder, when you know it was only studios were tape and different things like that. There are definitely artists mm -hmm. that are like, "Hey, man, I wish I went back and re-recorded this. I wish I recorded this differently." But now that we are in the digital age, we can just punch back in as quick as possible. So I do, I do love that type yeah. of aspect. I, I guess okay. Now that now that you explain it that way, I guess they're they're uh, my song friends. Mm -hmm. um, the way that. And like this goes for a number of songs, actually. Like the way that I end up rapping it live and performing it live over years changes the song, and right. they sound different to me, um, to me as I'm performing them than they do on the record. And that's right. how they exist. They exist in my head, like the way I perform them live. And then sometimes like, right. I go back and listen to the song, and I'm like, oh, that kind of like I kind of do wish I recorded that differently. Um, maybe like I had more energy on this song, right. or my vocal vocal delivery was different um uh so that's friends is the first song that comes to mind love song um but i think it sounds the song sounds different now that um when i perform it live than when i recorded it years ago and that that is such something that really goes into the whole dna of making music i know that uh in listening to keith richards um one of keith richards autobiographies he was talking about um how they're just playing satisfaction now the way they he thinks it should have been played for all those years. And that song is older than all three of us. <laughs> so, you know, um, and I, I love that type of aspect. So now, of course, I need to hear it. Like, when is the the old self live tape coming out? Mm, uh, I don't know. There's no plans for that, but that could be fun. Right. Um, or even just like a video. Maybe I'll do a live VHS. <laughs> yes i think that'd be that'd be beautiful a live vhs no one is doing that right now you make everyone go out and, and find vhs players that's great i love mm -hmm. it here's a there's a bootleg estate property that i, <laughs> wow. that I have here on vhs <laughs> now but see now this is what, what i do think is interesting because um because when p came over the other day i showed him your tape and the you know the the cassette player and everything and he was so blown away that we are starting to take these steps back. What makes you want to kind of be that? Is it 
you know, a retro style? Is it a budget style? Or is it just the fact of this is what I used to rock when I was a kid and I always wanted to have the orange headphones on and blast my own tape? Is that is that really what um, it was? I, I think it's it's maybe a mix of of budget and um the the retro right. style. It's nice, it's it's nice to like hold hold something in your hand, have the art to look at. And I'd love to have my own vinyl, but uh, it's expensive to do. So a cassette right. is like uh, a nicer way to approach that. You get the, the physical media. It stands out on the merch table and people buy them. I got, you know, I got a, a cassette holder hanging on my wall. I've got plenty of cassettes of, um, you know, current from current artists that I like and just like uh, other stuff that I had in my car. So I get and. I guess to like around 2010, it seemed like a lot of like indie bands and independent uh, hip hop artists were putting cassettes out. And it was also like the cars that that we were driving at the time had cassettes in them. I had uh, a, a, I don't know, 2010 Hyundai Elantra um, that I was driving that had a cassette deck in it. So if I were at a show, and uh, a band or a rapper was selling a cassette. I was inclined to pick one up. Right. No, that that that's that's by far one of the key things. I, I because that's the other thing is for the longest time, you know, a lot of our music comes from while we're traveling. I, I used to be able to throw in a cassette or a CD and and drive for an hour and a half just listening mm -hmm. to it over and over again. And, you know, there are still certain songs that'll come on the radio that I will pull up to my destination. But I will wait. <laughs> you know, it is sacrilege to get up and leave. You know, if you've come in two minutes into, um, I don't know, Freebird, or or something along yeah. those lines. Yeah, sitting in my car once I've arrived at my destination is one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, <laughs> that also sounds like an incredible bar. <laughs> yeah, just... something something there. Yeah, something there. You should definitely, definitely write that one down. <laughs> you gotta, whether it be the the song that you don't want to stop listening to, or just like the few moments of peace you may have before you walk into work. The calm um, before the storm. The, yeah, sitting sitting in your car once you've arrived at destination is is key. And it, it's so funny because it actually reminds me of um, you know the show Married with Children. Yeah. Um, so Ed O'Neill was a serious dramatic actor. He'd never done comedy before and they didn't think that he was going to be able to take the role. So before the, before for his screen take, um, he channeled his uncle and his uncle would always like give out a sigh before, you know, so he puts the key in and before he turns it, he sighs like, Oh, grief, I'm home. And that's what got him the part. But it is mm -hmm. that those couple of seconds of like, okay, I'm getting myself ready to take on everyone else's, we'll say nonsense because we are on the air, <laughs> mm. take everyone else's nonsense. Um, and that's one of the, the key reasons I think music is so important because that does becomes the soundtrack for that. Um, you know, and there's again, how you mentioned with hello nasty, you know, every time you take a, a sip of coffee, you're brought back to that moment. Um, and mm. that song in particular, um, are there any songs that you have written yourself that uh, every once in a while you're like, oh, I'm in this moment right now. Um, I don't know. I I th I think there's so certain lyrics that I've written that um cross my mind from time to time. Um, 
and I'm like pinned like the opposite end of this too. I sometimes someone will send me a message like, "Oh, what's that song you have that says this?" Or like, "I was thinking about this song where where you say this," and I'm and I'm like, "What song are they talking about?" I don't remember. I'm like, "I wrote that lyric," <laughs> and it takes me a second. Right. Um. Like I had, I, I had this song on a, a mixtape of mine that's no longer online. I I saw this uh, this woman at a show at Crunch House years ago, and she's like, "What's that song you had about cars?" And I'm like, "I don't have a song about cars." And like days go by, and I'm like, "Oh, there's that song where I say Hyundai Elantra." That's that's what she's talking. <laughs> that's the song about cars. Um. So I guess I guess I do, and I guess I think about that song when I see a Hyundai Elantra. So you know, right. like little little things. You know, there's a like probably uh, a Beastie Boys, a Wu-Tang, a Seinfeld, a Simpsons reference that could be found somewhere every day in the things that you come across, right? Well, and, and that's and that's one of the keys because that's, you know, life imitating art, imitating life, imitating art, um, you know, and how many people have gotten the words wrong though? Like, you know, I, I'm a huge misheard lyrics guy. Like I, mm-hmm. I will purposely sing wrong lyrics to other people's songs because it's just funnier to me. Um, mm-hmm. you know, excuse me while I kiss this guy is still by far one of the best lyrics I have ever heard in my entire life, especially coming from Jimi Hendrix. And I know that's not what he says, but to me, that's what he says. Has anyone ever hit you with like a wrong lyric of yours? And you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Um, yeah, sometimes like uh, someone will tweet my lyrics and tag me on Twitter and it's wrong and I, I won't correct them. I'll re I'll retweet it. You know, I'll like and retweet it. But I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna correct them. You know, they're show, they're showing me love. I don't need to tell them that they're wrong. They could just go on go on believing that those are the words, and you know, they, and they like those words that they've misheard or made up. So exactly. power to exactly. them. Exactly. Um, now that actually brings up an incredible thing. You know, now as as the industry is continuing to grow, evolve, um, a lot of it is done through social media. How have you been able to navigate? Uh, through being an artist in the time of, you know, everything is free. Um, so with the, with the, the sorry mixtape that DJ Mo Nichols did, I had to be regularly posting and I feel like it took a lot out of me. I feel like uh, promoting yourself online for me, at least, it didn't, it didn't feel this way when I was younger, but now I feel like it's like digging uh, away at my soul every time I do it. Um, just the self promotion is anxiety inducing. Like, how are people going to react to this? Are they going to react to this? Um, putting yourself out there, and even in little ways, um, I'm finding it more and more challenging as I get older. Right. No, that, that's that's one of the keys, and that's actually one of the reasons why one we have this platform because hopefully it's a little bit more relaxed for people. Um, and now, you know, you, you can take this and you can split it up into your own content and have that extra aspect and use this to, to, to pitch yourself. But also, what are you doing to recharge? Like, what is the mental? Because mental health is very big on this show. And we, you know, like myself, I make sure that I schedule everything and I have, I give myself an off day um, where I, you know, I'm not on social media at all or, or something along those lines. What are those type of boundaries for you? Uh, uh, I'm not sure I have healthy boundaries with that. <laughs> I, I, 
I mean, I, I, I spend too much time doom scrolling. Like I recognize my patterns of me looking at my phone and um, just, you know, seeing awful things on Twitter every morning is pretty much how I start my day. And uh, ah. I should, you know, uh, easier just reminding me that I should set some healthier boundaries when it comes to those sort of things. But um, I guess to, to recharge uh being outside is good well just so you know you thought this was an interview it's actually an intervention um mm -hmm. spending too much time doom scrolling and we're gonna work you through today a 17 point uh process no i'm just kidding <laughs> oh man oh all right i mean yeah uh, that would be helpful <laughs> we can work on that yeah, we can work, work on that. And that's a, and at the end of the day, it's just a matter of really setting up the boundaries. And it's the same way, you know, I look at it as protecting your creative energy. Um, and mm -hmm. the reason why we want to protect our creative energy is because like this, this last mixtape, which is amazing, by the way, and we talk about sorry, uh, you know, from from start to finish and what it was like working with Mo. Um, but you know, it's not your last mixtape, you know, there, there is still that other piece that's going to be out there. There's still, you know, even when we say we're done, you know, the, uh, music, music is the ultimate mob because every time I'm out, it pulls me back in. There's just there's just something about it where you're just wired in that type of way. And you seem to be wired in the same type of vibe as I am. So, um, you know, you have to continuously push yourself. But yes, also you do on WNHH LP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Preston, I'm a partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City made EZ Blues is in the building. Oh, self is with us on behind the brand. Go ahead, easy. Appreciate that. But, you know, when, when you are pushing yourself, you also have to remember to reward yourself. You know, all those that are trying to change up their their eating habits, make sure you have a cheat day in there. Make sure you're taking, you know, take care of yourself. Make sure because if not, if you don't have that cheat day, when you're waiting 17 hours, you know, in, I'll say, a store in which we can't really say the thing because they don't pay us, um, you know, waiting for that cashier to ring you out, that Snickers bar is mocking you. Um, so, of course, you're going to want that Snickers bar. And now you've bought like 17 pounds of candy because you didn't reward yourself for all the good times you had before. You know, so definitely in this next structure, give yourself those break times where you are going and running out and take your shoes off. And walk through the park, like let grass touch the soles of your feet for the love of everything that is awesome, please. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best take in. That's a really yeah, that's one. I, I, I agree with you. I definitely agree with the guest. That's so that's a lot to take in right there. <laughs> me and my soapbox, me and my soapbox. Um but as you're as you're moving forward and and you know the different type of shows and stuff you're playing, um, what is the next evolution? You know, are are you going to, you know, put together a, a, a group people to to kind of do a uh, tour out with? Are you just doing some more like online performances? You know, are you just keeping everything social media, or are we going to see you play more than say Cafe Nine? Could there be a Shame Penguin old self show at Three Sheets? Let's speak that into you, the universe. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's quite possible. Um, but I think moving forward for me, um, less is more. Uh, right. I used to play out a lot, uh, did a couple tours. Um, that's not really the angle I'm trying to approach it anymore. I, I need to, as like things change, as I get older, 
um, I need to approach things differently and how they're going to work for me and like focus on what I'm putting my energy towards um, when I'm creating stuff because uh, you know uh, I'm not uh, a full-time rapper I'm a high school teacher and this and like this is like I'm a hobbyist because my, my art is a hobby um, something I do out of, like for the the fun of it for the love of it um, and I just need to keep that in the forefront moving forward and um, do what's going to make me happy to allow myself to continue to express myself and push myself creatively um, so and as far as like performances go uh less is more there was a time where i was playing out uh maybe once a month um right. in you know uh new haven new york city what have you um but i've i've toned that back quite a bit uh i find it difficult to say no sometimes i'm a people pleaser if uh and and in the end if it's like an artist or a band that i like is asking me to play a show i want to play it but right. um there i do need to set boundaries for myself in those ways because anytime that i'm playing a show uh it's also time taken away from me that i could um have used to create something new right right well and, and that's what a lot of people don't really understand is the preparation that goes into like playing a show and making sure you're practicing and making sure you know look no one wants to to, to show up and be completely you know unready we we, mm -hmm. we all had those moments in high school gym class where we just were not ready to run that mile that day and we just didn't want to do it. And we don't want that when it comes down to the performance aspect. Um, you, you mentioned you're a high school teacher. What subject do you teach? Uh, I teach economics, sociology, and world history. Oh, that's, uh, you know, I, that's perfect. Have you ever uh, battled that... rapped a student? Have you um, battled rapped a student. No, I well, there is a, a song with a former mm -hmm. student of mine on the Sorry mixtape. I don't think I've battled a student. Uh, a high school I used to work at, uh, there's a, a few years where I facilitated rap and poetry club. Cool. And um, we would have, there'd be like the this day of like presentation of learning at the school where clubs um, and projects done in classes were demonstrated for a larger audience at the school. And I remember... Uh, myself and other students performing in front of a group of uh maybe 40 other students and there's these boys in the corner that are like the whole time they're being rude to the performers mm -hmm. that were part of the club and they're like like let me freestyle let me freestyle let me freestyle and then when it came time for us to freestyle at the end they were too scared um <laughs> and I, I called which is like fine you know the te teenagers i called them cowards and then I freestyled something dissing them. I don't remember. I don't remember what it was. So they didn't. They didn't clap back. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, I I embarrassed them and maybe uh, pushed some boundaries as to what's acceptable for uh, how adults should communicate towards towards kids. Uh, not at all. Not. I am. I look. I am. I'm the father of of teenagers. And you know, my younger two are freshmen in high school right now, and and mm -hmm. and Pete is there, man. He 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 sees how we we speak to each other. There are moments where it's just necessary, and you know, and it's not like you curse them out. You call them cowards because they talked a big game and they didn't follow mm -hmm. through. You know, yeah, they were they were disrespectful to people that were there. You know, like I I often say to my my students, mainly my my freshmen uh, about like being respectful 
towards, let's say, like a group presenting in front of the class, I say it's it's easy to be in the crowd. It's difficult to be on stage. So we got to like offer these these kids respect while they're up here. Um, and more recently, uh, I I connected with a uh, a senior in my economics class last year. Mm-hmm. So in my classroom, I have a turntable and I have some records that I bring in from home. And like, if it's a time where I could be playing music in the classroom, if it fits what we're doing and have something on the background, I put on a record. And so um, they see like, my, they see my mad villainy record. They see my food record. They see uh, my, my Billy Woods record. And they're like right. talking to me about these artists. So I start like really Billy Woods and Arm and Hammer uh was this uh connection point for me and the senior in my economics class Mm -hmm. he uh he sends sent me some raps asked me to check them out and i did not reveal to the class that i was a rapper i still don't do i like i don't tell my students that anymore i don't don't, like i don't uh say or do anything questionable but i just don't want it to be a thing you know it's not what i'm there for but I, this student, I say, oh, I, I got some beats that I made. Check this out. And he says, send me a beat. Right. Um, uh, him and another student in my class rapped over it. They said, we got to get a verse from Mr. Springsteen. And I say, okay, um, but I'm not going to get it done this weekend. I got a friend visiting me. It's not going to happen. Uh, give me some time. A couple weeks go by. And it happens to be teacher appreciation week. And he's like, where's the verse? <laughs> it's not, it's not serious. He's right. It's not that serious, but I felt disrespected. So right. the next day, Saturday, I'm at home. I, 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 I dissed him. There's some subs on the verse that I gave him. <laughs> I gave him eight bars. He puts the song out on SoundCloud the next day. I didn't even know it was coming out. And then some of my other seniors, they've heard the song as the day goes by. <laughs> and one student is like, did you did you diss them on their own song? I said, yeah, I did. Here's a lyric breakdown. <laughs> so I said, so it was like, like really cute. They were like rapping about economic concepts, oh, that's things awesome. that we covered in class in the song. Um, so that's how I started mine. I said, there's no such thing as a free verse. Uh, shoot, what do I say? There, <laughs> there's no such thing as a free verse. Um, oh my gosh, I don't remember the, <laughs> remember the bars now. <laughs> Let me look them up. Um, there you go. <laughs> that's all good. Yeah. No, but it, it's so super interesting because you know here you are being able to blend the, those two words, those two worlds. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. There's no such thing as a free verse. I squeezed in a feature, laced you with the beat. This ain't a Google Meet. You should appreciate the teacher, because a hey, look, you don't want no beef before I close the grade book, and not before the moms cancel me on Facebook. I'll charge an entrance fee to A17 and leave the whole place shook. Was what I rapped. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so he, he didn't realize I dissed him until he put it out. And then he, he was like, he was mad at me the next day. So he starts Googling me and he's like, I'm going to write a diss. And I'm like, I'm not going to, 
I'm not going to clap back. It's beneath me. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. Um, so, you know, uh, respect his research skills. He finds my rap music and he listens to my album, but he comes in the next day. He's like, the, he's like, the album is dope. Respect to you. I'm not writing a diss. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we're still in touch. So it's like, it, it, this all helped me like build a good teacher student relationship. Mm. Well, that's that's one of the key things, and and I love that you were so open about it because it's not like you walked into the space like I am, you know, a, a hip hop teacher. You said this is who I am, and you had a natural way to bond with the student, and that comes deeper and deeper and deeper. And who knows, maybe there will be a collab album that that comes through or something along those lines, you know, where you guys are talking about all of those different type of you know, economic aspects. And you can now use that as, you know, extra material for the class itself. And let's be yeah. real. Let's be honest. You didn't diss them on your own track. You provided the beat, sir. You diss them on your track. Okay. <laughs> so let's, let's be real about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, yeah. Thank you. Um, and it, it was, it was a, a fun experience and something that like, I, I like to tell this story. I look back on it fondly. Um, and yeah, I, you know, eventually I probably would like to write some material for the classroom. Um, but I always think about, uh, there's like a Microsoft Surface ad from years ago. It's like, I'm known as the rapping teacher. And this guy yeah. doing like this awful rap, bopping around up in front of the class. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be that. Um, I need to approach it in a way that works for me. And I haven't figured that out yet. Oh yeah, no, you definitely want to stay away from like the guidance counselor, um, you know, youth pastor feel of that, where it's just going to be super mm -hmm. corny. You want it to actually be representative of the art itself. And that's why I know when it does come out, it's going to be awesome because you're going to look at it from the, the artistic thing and not the, the cash in do it quick type of stuff. So yeah, congrats. <laughs> but that really does leave, leave that door open. You say less is more for you moving forward. Um, so what does that less kind of look like? Is it just going to be you're waiting for the perfect aspect of it? Or you're saying every six months I'm going to do a show, but that show is going to be, you know, P.T. Barnum-like, or you're just waiting for your phone to ring. What what type of uh, vibe is that for you? Well, I think um, I think it's got to be both. Like, I, I, you know, we did the mix Mimo, we did the mixtape release show, and we put a lot into that set and what we, um, you know, presented that night. Um, and I'm proud of the, of what we did and how that show turned out. But I also got to wait for the phone to ring sometimes. Because, um, like, earlier this year, I opened for Homeboy Sandman. And I want to yep. keep myself available for opportunities like that. Um, where I get to not necessarily just draw in all of my friends and my community but also uh present myself to people that haven't heard of me before right well and and first of all that was that was a dope set and it was such a it's such an incredible um environment for that show i, I worked the door at, at the state house for that one and um it was just it was just so dope and he's such an incredible human being did he give you any like pointers or like did you have you have like one of those cool oh this moment happened type of stories that came out of that or was it just like business as, as usual because he was um, really just a regular dude yeah i mean the 
I've played with Homeboy Sandman quite a few times, actually. So I think the first time I played with him was at Cafe Nine in, uh, shoot, 2012, maybe. Wow. Uh, and that show, that tour package had Open Mike Eagle and Mega Ren on it. Um, I, I booked the show and put myself on as an opener. Chesky <laughs> played that show as Chesky played that show as well. Um, it was when I I was like booking shows for touring acts heavily and I had reached out to open Mike Eagle um, cause he's one, one of my favorite rappers and that's how that happened. And then since then I've played with homeboy Sandman several times. Most recently was at uh, Stella blues back in like March or April or something like that. Yeah. Um, and that one, I think like he's just sort of like a regular dude and he was chilling and, and uh, he, he gave me props for uh, an unreleased song that I performed called Sunday scaries. Um, so hopefully that won't, that song will be coming out soon. I got to get it out before he steals the concept, you know? <laughs> well, you know, it is, it is a cutthroat, cutthroat business, you know? <laughs> so as, as you, as you uh, go on to that, that next chapter, as you, you continue to, to evolve, um, you talk about the new singles that you're, you're need to get out or those unreleased tracks that, that are there. Um, are you going to wait six, six to eight months, you know, cause this new tape just kind of dropped or is, is it a new process that's coming up and the next tape is on the horizon? Um, so I got a, I got a few tracks kicking around right now, probably more than that, but few that I have in mind to come out as maybe sort of an EP or something like that. I don't want to give too much away. Right. Um, and I often get ahead of myself. Like I get these cool ideas and start planning this stuff when it's like, I don't have the, the, the things to put out yet, but I'm already imagining what it's going to look like and how I'm going to do it. So I don't want to get too ahead of myself here, but um, some new music coming out in the next year. Nice. Nice. And what was it like working with, uh, with Mo Nichols and how did that project, you know, align? Um, so I'm I'm good friends with Mo um and he did uh, a great mixtape for the the group Arm and Hammer um that mixtape is uh they who control the weather and it was just some of like sort of from what I understand like Mo, Mo's favorite tracks that might have been missed before missed by fans that uh didn't get on board with arm and hammer until they popped off with the the record they did with alchemist um so i i wanted mo uh i had like a number of songs that weren't together in like a complete package i had i like at shows i was playing someone to approach the merch table and like hey is that this song that you played is that on any of your tapes or cds here and be like no it's not um, but you could stream it on Spotify or something. So I had uh, a number of Lucy, whether it be features, a beat I did for someone else, um, a song, the demos I did with a band that didn't didn't really uh, take off beyond those. And um, I just wanted to have all of these Lucy's in one complete package. And Mo was the guy to do it. He was happy to do it. Um, and I'm I'm really excited about uh what he was able to put together yeah no he's he's fantastic with that kind of stuff i have his mf doom uh mixed uh mixtape it is so dang good and now i gotta get this arm and hammer one that you you, you talked about so i'm a, mo if you're watching at home i'm gonna be knocking on your door in a couple of days um because i'm gonna need me some tapes uh 
let's 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 make this happen. But you know, as let's you let's make this happen on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Preston, with my partner in crime, with his head down, Long Island Rays, Elm City made E Z Blues is in awesome. the building. Let's go. Well, I had to give the better shot of the hat. I make these hats now. Um, if anyone wants to purchase those hats, they can hit me up, and that's perfectly fine. So I had to is make it, sure. Is I it tie? Is it tie dye? Yeah, I bleach and tie dye on myself. Oh, um, nice. Which is which is it's a lot of fun. It's therapeutic. Uh, when you wrap the rubber band around the thing, it's kind of like you're wrapping your hands around someone's throat. Uh, not really. I was just just being funny. That's very <laughs> scary. That's entirely <laughs> scary. But let's let's proceed. <laughs> um, but you know, um, is there going to be more projects with with Mo in the future, or maybe just some more shows and stuff? Um, and also. How much do you love the pickles? Because I love those pickles. They're delicious, especially the pickled pineapple. Um, so the answer to your question is yes. <laughs> it's the perfect answer. Um, yeah, I, I love the pickles. Uh, I've been popping up at a lot of events that Mo has been bending pickles at recently. Uh, and it seems the popular thing, a lot of alliteration here, is the is the uh the whole pickle yes mm. um and yeah I, lo I love his pickles yes mo, mo, mo I, got, I got some in the i got some in the fridge right now oh there you go there you go it's gonna mo's be original it's gonna gonna be uh gonna be a sandwich time after after the interview i, I can just feel it <laughs> yeah it's a good a good sandwich day hear me out too. save the pickle juice afterwards mm -hmm. hard boil some eggs and put them in the pickle juice. Okay. A lot of people out there probably think I'm disgusting, but no, 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 don't. no, no. Pick, pickled eggs. Pickled eggs. I'm in. I'm in. Especially some of the extra ones. Um, the, the special pickles, as 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 we love to call the special pickles. Mm -hmm. I would love to love to try that type of aspect as well. Um, do, what kind of advice do you have for like the the one that is starting out? You know, for for the person that's either, you know, wants to do it as a side thing or wants to do it as this is just who they are and they need to to do it. What type of advice would you have for that up and comer? Um, just create stuff <laughs> as much as you can. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't <laughs> agree more. To the point. Just just do it. You only get better when you create more. I totally agree more. The 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 best part about that type of you know, that's that just do it mentality, the Nike mentality, all that fun stuff, right? Um, I remember going to see the Tibetan Freedom concert. You talk about the the Beastie Boys. I got to see the Tibetan Freedom concert in ninety something. Um wow. and um Eddie Vedder and Mike McCready did an uh, an acoustic set. And then Eddie Vedder went into the crowd and got signatures for uh, a free Tibet. And, you know, I'm looking at him, I'm like, hey, man, this is Eddie Vedder, like this dude, you know, he hit the, the mountaintop for me, right? And I was like, hey, man, how do you do it? And he just goes, you just do it. I was like, thanks, man. I wanted some sage-like advice and you gave me Nike. He's like, <laughs> no, nah, you'll understand. And now being the artist that I am now, I completely understand that really all you can do is just get up and do it yeah. and just continuously do it. And every time you fail at it or every time, you know, it breaks your heart, you just get back up and do it again. Um, so yeah, I get, I get it, but also I was kind of hoping for some sage like advice. Yeah. I mean, I, I think about this, uh, I think LP says in an interview or something like in, in response to a similar question is like, make a hundred songs and throw them away. 
Yeah. Um, I've never taken that advice, but I think that's that's how 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 you got to do it. Is like create some stuff. It's fine if it sucks. You don't got to put it out. Move on to the next one. Well, that's, you know, and also for those who like play, I don't know, um, Texas Hold'em, I remember reading uh, Doyle Brunson's book and, you know, you can start to really take bad beats and, and you start to emotionally unravel because the hands aren't playing out the way you are, but that's because you're thinking of it hand per hand per hand instead of looking at it as an entire game. You know, mm-hmm. he looks at his entire um, career of playing cards as one hand you know, going through that entire aspect. So when you start to break it down from there, um, yeah, I, I've, I've put out some yeah, garbage. Um, and I've written some garbage, but from there, you know, we were able to take and evolve and be able to really push great art out there. Um, whether it be sitting in tie dyeing hats or, you know, doing this radio show or doing the music itself, we're able to kind of continue to evolve and move forward. You ever think about doing podcasting yourself? You have a very interesting point of view and perspective. Plus, you know, you actually are the person to speak to as these times are getting crazier and crazier, you know, because like economics and, you know, civilization. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I've thought of it before, but I'm not I don't think I'm willing to put the work in to do it, to be honest. It's understandable. It's like understandable. It, it seems it seems fun and cool, but uh, I you know, I, I, I acknowledge that it takes, takes work to plan and organize and, and do this stuff as, as much as you guys do as well. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, definitely. It's true. What do you think, P? What, what advice would you have for the podcaster that, 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 that is coming through? Got that just, great advice. Just do it. That's my advice. Just get the <laughs> microphone and talk, listen to yourself, talk over and over and over and just do it. There's no really set <laughs> advice i'm not sensei i'm not god i'm not anything of that sort just go out there and do it you'll and the best thing to do is fail um i know you guys talked about uh, cassette tapes earlier than the show Um, unfortunately i missed that but do we talk about the process of making those tapes how difficult is that in 2023 if you guys didn't touch that topic just yet we didn't touch that topic no we didn't touch that but i think it's pretty easy um i've 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 ordered mine from the like both uh word art gallery and sorry mm-hmm. um had, i had the same company uh duplicate the tapes and print the j cards and package it and all that is gotcha. pre- pretty easy easy process uh done in about like three or four weeks they're mm-hmm. at my door oh, wow. now selling it to a millennial like us is easy but um mm-hmm. what about a younger generation what how many awkward looks did you get because um, everything's digital now yeah i mean they're like the the teenagers i know from the high mm-hmm. school that i i teach at um a lot of them collect vinyl and they might just be to have not a lot of them but i'm surprised yeah. at the num- the number that do right um and they might not even be listening to the record they they want it as a collector's item or they're mm-hmm. speculating on it um mm-hmm. but there's like certain certain artists that they're they're fans of that they're buying uh their vinyl and they're not listening to their vinyl um so i mean i don't most of the shows i play are are 21 up uh right. i'm not i'm not in, coming into contact uh as a rapper with too many younger people so um mm. i haven't gotten any weird looks i think i think the cassette tape at the merch table is is to be expected okay that's fine well it, it also comes with the environment of the D- diy type of environment 
um, the, you know, that whole do it yourself uh, feel. I mean, I sent before has, has tapes, you know, everyone seems to have these type of tapes. I'm sure we'll even, you know, release cassette tapes just because it is that extra piece. There's one thing that I definitely want to talk to you because you, you uh, want to get into vinyl. What about crowdfunding? Um, you know, offering, you know, say, you know, lyric books or something along those lines to raise the money. I know it's going to be work and I know you don't want to do any sort of super extra work, but that could be work that, you know, can be done and can be pre-programmed in for like release times. Um, and then if it happens to happen, it happens. And if it doesn't, then they get their money back. Um, yeah. You know, what, what do you think about doing something like that for vinyl? Because I would love Sorry on Vinyl. I'm just I'm going to be real. Um, yeah, you know, I, I thought about that before. I've never done any sort of crowdfunding, so I haven't like, uh, you know, worn people out with that. I don't think, um, I just, yeah, I think the barrier there is the work and putting myself out there in that way, uh, and the potential of it not being fulfilled would would be heartbreaking for me. Um, it's just a matter of like, how bad do I want it? You know, and that's something for me to think about. And I, I also need to consider like, do are, do people want this? Do true. people want this from true. me? I want true. it. I want it. Thank but you. I'm, Thank you. I'm, I'm selfish. So it's cool. <laughs> I see a cat in a lot of your promotion, just like through your music and like through your videos and stuff. Is that your unofficial mascot? Do you own the cat? And what's his or her name? Yeah, so um, the cat that is probably mo like the most featured on my social media. His name is Becker. Okay, that is my that is my cat. Um, and then my my partner and I we have a, bl a blended family of sorts. She has a cat, Moni. Moni is the cat that is seen the most in the Freak Flag music video. Mm. Um, I think it I think it is part of part of my branding, and they are I guess maybe official mascots. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of it, like I, uh, I, I wasn't a cat person growing up. This, this is my uh, Becker is my first pet other than goldfish I had growing up. Um, but he's really sweet, warms my heart, provides me with emotional support, whether or not he knows it. I may have misheard you with the audio. Did you have a cat named Goldfish? If so, that's awesome. But if not, oh, that's a no, crazy no, no, type no. of that one in my headphones right now. Okay. I really thought you said <laughs> no, you had no. a cat named Goldfish. I, had... I was about to be like, yeah, that's, that's perfect. Cool... That's awesome. But continue. I'm that's very cool sorry name. about that. That's a cool name. No, that's okay. That's that's a cool name for a cat. No, I had yeah. gold, Goldfish were my only pets I understand. growing up. <laughs> um, and I think I think uh, end up. Uh, posting pics of the cats on Instagram mm -hmm. uh, along with promotional stuff like in in they scroll to get to the or swipe to get to the flyer I gotta try right. to tr trick the algorithm a bit right. so not hiding my post <laughs> just because it has a bunch of text on a on an image <laughs> so we, we are, cats, we they are, cats help with that too we are unfortunately approaching the end of this, of this broadcast um, we usually end this with uh, advice but you already gave the advice but um, I would like to end this. Um, what are some three things you are most grateful for, um, just professionally and maybe a little bit personally? You know, I mean, it's, it's it's your world. Just give us and it's your answer. And please, we always want to end with our guests with a whole bunch of promotion. Anything you want to give out, any social media you want to give out to the fans. So this is your chance to share with the audience. Okay, um, I'm I'm grateful for the people in my life. 
uh, plain and simple, whether it be my family, um, my my girlfriend, my coworkers, my uh, my dear friends. Um, that that is what I'm most grateful for is the incredible people in my life. Um, social media, uh, old underscore self on Instagram, old underscore selfie on Twitter. Uh, and my website is oldself.pizza. I love it. Can't go wrong. <laughs> Myself, Preston, my partner in crime, Long Island Raids, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. Old Self has been with us on Behind the Brand. We appreciate your time. Thank you so very much. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Much love. I appreciate it. No doubt, man. Thank you. Brought my freak flag to the flag burning. I forgot what it stood for. Now it's all smoking ashes. Swept up in a dustbin. Brought my freak flag to the flag burning. Half tattered and sunburnt. It was fun while it lasted. Good times at the function. Brought my freak flag to the flag burning. Almost wish I'd flown it once more. I stand broken and detached from everything that I once was. Brought my freak flag to the flag burning. It provided no comfort. Now I wake up at 5.30 I guess it's nice to have structure Brought my freak flag to the flag burning 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 Listen to me, mister. I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> George, hold your own nail. <laughs>